the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith, where the cutting edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. And we are live, live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell, and we're inviting you to call in with your questions, your comments, and your concerns. Our toll-free number is one 888 F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Pick up that phone and let us know what's on your mind. Again, that number is one eight 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 F-O-R-K-F-A-X. Well, in the Bible, again, one of the most terrifying and horrifying scriptures is found in Second Thessalonians two eleven, where it says God shall send them strong delusion. Question, what does the phrase strong delusion mean? And what can we do to avoid falling into this trap, whether you are in the church or outside of the church? Join us now as we come to part seven in this series entitled, Why Does God Send Strong Delusions? So stay tuned, for we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know that you're going to be blessed and challenged and lifted up by our program tonight. <clears throat> Uh, we have been doing this uh, series on Second uh, Thessalonians chapter two, uh, verses ten through uh, <clears throat> twelve, and uh, it's been quite a series and a moving series and a convicting series. And we trust that it's been convicting your heart to draw closer to the Lord. Let me say this by way of uh, title. Uh, when it comes to strong delusions, you think these fires are bad. The fires of hell is much more worse. And which fire are the worst when it comes to strong delusions? We trust that God will speak to your heart tonight <clears throat> on this message, this timely message. By way of introduction, I want to say that uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to all of those families who have uh, lost loved ones, lost homes, lost jobs and properties, lost schools, and uh, lost businesses, lost pets, and other animals, uh, lost vegetations, and uh, many other things related to wineries and who have lost complete communities and cities. And we pray for those who are even losing their minds, too, <clears throat> around these fires as well. Um, these fires were not only devastating fires, but experts say 
most deadliest fires that has ever happened in the entire history of Northern California fires. The most deadliest fires that's ever happened in the entire history of the California fires. An old-time black preacher once said, quote, I don't want to deal with any type of fire unless it has to do with Holy Ghost fire, close quote. And I say a healthy amen to that. Now the authorities, I want you to notice the word authorities. Now the authorities are telling people whose lives are in danger and about emergency mandatory evacuations from these dangerous and deadly uh, destructive fires that can kill you and destroy you. Notice I'm meddling with the word authorities. Authorities are also telling people to get out of their communities quickly and swiftly with no hesitation and don't worry about your materialistic belongings and to find protection and safe shelter and refuge as quickly as possible from these spreading and deadly, dangerous, destructive fires. And authorities are uh, telling the people in these shelters that they will not only find protection and safety, but food and clothing and various supplies, along with other necessities, and they will offer counseling if needed. Let me say this in the body of my message. Now, there are a lot of lessons and parallel lessons that we can learn from these dangerous, destructive, and deadly fires. And I want to share with you four lessons that we can learn from these fires from a biblical perspective. Number one, number one, and you want to write these points down because I believe it will encourage you and uh, exhort you and convict you. That's our uh, promise and trusting God will do this. Number one, Jesus, who is the greatest authority. Notice I'm meddling with the word authority. Jesus, who is our, our greatest authority, Jesus and the inspired Word of God gives warning after warning about the dangerous, deadly, destructive fires of an eternal hell. And this fire is much, much worse than the fires people are experiencing right now and in the future. Hell, according to Jesus, which he preached more on hell than heaven, hell, according to Jesus, is real. And it is a real place of torment that never stops. Now, the fires that people are experiencing in the world today will end one day. But the eternal fires of hell will never end because it is an eternal fire where Jesus said, where the worm dieth not. The greatest authority, Jesus said in Matthew 25 and in the book of Revelation, people will be cast there in the lake of fire 
forever and ever, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Oh, this is a terrible place to go. You think the fires are bad today. I believe the fires today is a wake-up call and a preview of something much worse. And we need to wake up to this reality of that. Number two, after Jesus gives, who is the greatest authority, warnings about hell. Number two, Jesus gives an emergency, mandatory evacuation to heed his warnings and to move quickly and swiftly with no hesitation regarding anything that is idolatry and in your life and that is materialistic, and to flee before you die going to an eternal hell where you can never, ever get out again. And we see this as an example in Luke 16 where the rich man, he went to hell and he opened up his eyes and he was in fire. And he wanted somebody to go back and to warn his relatives not to come to such a place as hell. Oh, my friend, you don't want to go there. You don't want to go there, and you can do all the praying you want in hell, but I believe because it's so hot that the connection lines between hell and heaven has been burned out. Jesus, the greatest authority. You know I said I was going to mellow with the word authority. Jesus, the greatest authority on hell tonight, right now, is giving you an emergency, mandatory evacuation to flee and swiftly and quickly flee from this place called hell. Because if you don't repent and turn to Jesus, you will go there. Don't wait until it's too late. While the breath is running strong and fresh in your veins, you need to turn to Jesus right now, quickly, swiftly, the emergency, mandatory evacuation to turn to Jesus and flee from the fires of hell that's upon you if you don't turn to Jesus right now. This is much, much more dangerous fire, the fires of hell. People are going there every day, dying without Jesus, every second, every minute. And that's why God is calling upon us to preach the word in season and out. Number three, then after you take heed to the emergency mandatory evacuation of Jesus, then run to the arms of Jesus as your true and only shelter And Jesus is the only one who can save you from the eternal, dangerous, and deadly destructive fires of hell. Jesus is the only true shelter and refuge. Psalms 46 and 1 says, God is our refuge and strength in a very present help in the time of trouble. Run to the arms of Jesus, the greatest authority. Run quickly, swiftly. A mandatory evacuation, run to Jesus, to the arms of Jesus. It's amazing how people will run from physical fires because they say that's an endangerment to them and their property and everything else. What if people have that attitude towards hell where they will go forever separated from God? We need to run to Jesus in emergency, mandatory evacuation, run to Jesus right now. 
Revelation 3 and 20 says, Behold, I stand, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door and come unto me, he will sup with me and I will sup with him. Romans 10 and 13 says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Matthew 11, 28 and 29, Jesus talks about, Come unto me, all you that labor, and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest from the, 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 just the torment of thinking about hell. Jesus is our shelter. He's our refuge. He will feed you. He will clothe you. He will provide for you. He will protect you. He will give you safety. He will give you counseling. Isaiah 9 and 6 says he is the counselor, the great counselor. Number four, and lastly, when they've interviewed people who've escaped these dangerous and deadly destructive fires, Hardly nobody is giving God and Christ the glory. Why? I believe because 2 Thessalonians 2 says when they say no to the truth over and over and over again, God will send them strong delusions that they will believe a lie rather than the truth. You will think what you're doing is so right when it's so wrong because you are delusional because you've rejected Jesus so long that he's left you to yourself. That's why it says in Romans chapter 1, he's given them up to a reprobate mind. That's a bad state to be in, rejecting Jesus over and over and over and over again. God will send them strong delusions that they would believe a lie rather than the truth. It's interesting in Romans chapter 3, the Apostle Paul says that none seeketh after God. David cried out in Psalms 14 that none seeketh after God but the righteous. I believe that God has allowed these things to happen to get our attention, the fires, the hurricanes, and, and all of these things to get our attention and all the other things that's going on, on in the world. If these fires and hurricanes and all these things don't get our attention. I don't know what else will get our attention. These fires are a preview of the fires of hell that will be much, much worse. And I close on saying this. I remember the story on CNN where a guy who went to the country concert and I shared this last week, and he went there and with his sister, and when the bullets started coming down, raining down, he got out of there, and his sister, with no bullet hitting him at all, nor his sister, and he says when he was interviewed on CNN, I went in as an agnostic and came out as a believer in God. This is an agnostic. What about you? What about you who go to church every Sunday? What about you who are not going to church? What about you who have rejected Jesus? Are these things ministering to you? You better repent like John the Baptist said, Jesus said, ye generation of vipers who warn you to flee from the damnation to come. Repent. Jesus said, if you don't repent, you shall all likewise perish. Repent now. Run to the arms of Jesus and he will forgive you. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. All right. And we also want you to run to your phones right now and give us a call. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 888 
1-800-242-9229. Don't be shy. Pick up that phone. If you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. If you have questions or comments for us tonight, now's the time to give us a call. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you tonight. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 Don't be shy. Pick the phone up. Give us a call. We're here to answer your questions. If you have comments, we want to entertain your comments. If you need prayer, We definitely want to pray with you because we know and believe the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And speaking of prayer, we want to to begin by thanking everyone who's been praying for contending for the faith. Without your diligent prayers, we would never have been on the air as long as we have. And so we just want to thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts and ask you to continue to pray for this ministry. We need your help week after week. Uh, in order to remain on the air. We also want to thank those who gave, Nancy and Jerry, Scott, Andy and Ann. We can't thank you enough for partnering with us to keep us on the air. Um, but it's, it's you know, it really is go time. If we don't have people step up to the plate this week, we may end up actually going off the air. It costs us 400 a week to stay on the air, and we're uh, listener-supported, so we need your help. We need... We're we're $300 short for tonight's program, and if you've been blessed by Dr. Buckner's teaching, um, consider sending us a donation to help us remain on the air. We don't want you to turn on the radio next week to find out that we've gone off the air, Uh, and this is starting to become a reality, and you know, we believe that God uh, is going to keep us on the air. But we also know that God uses his people to partner with him in the work that he's doing on planet Earth. The church is, is his, his only vehicle for accomplishing uh, the work here and to, to getting people saved, touching lives for eternity. God partners with us. And so in the same turn, we need you to partner with us through prayer. We need you to partner with, with us through your uh, sacrificial giving. It's so important. There's two ways that you can give, two ways to donate. Send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Most everybody I know owns a smartphone of some kind and allows them to Get online, and if you don't own a smartphone, use your laptop or your desktop computer, your tablet, and go to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the Donate button, and it's that simple. You can be a blessing for time and eternity that quickly. It's so much simpler. So we want you to to really pray and, and ask the Lord what he would have you to do in the area of your giving. And especially if God has blessed you to be able to give above and beyond the tithe, because we believe the tithe belongs at your local church. But if God has blessed you, then be a blessing. You know, we have received so much from the Lord, and he's given us all so many things, and we still, 
as, as many problems as we have in our country and the United States, um, we are still the richest nation on the planet. On our worst days, we are so much, so much uh, better off than uh, third world countries. And, you know, we've been given so much. And I believe too much is given, much is required. God wants to, doesn't want us to hoard, but he wants us to give freely and sacrificially and joyfully. And as you do so, you will be blessed. So we want to encourage you. Be a blessing to your local church. Be a blessing to contending for the faith. And help us remain on the air. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. Appreciate uh, the uh, encouraging words around uh, prayer as well as support for the ministry. And uh, You know, Dr. Buckner, I used to teach uh, kids, teenagers who were two-time offenders on probation. Mm-hmm. And these were some tough characters. <laughs> and every day, you know, it was, it was a constant, you know, battle to try to reach them. And one day I decided, you know what? I came into the room, to the classroom. I went to the whiteboard and I drew a two-story house, right? And the top floor had windows and drew a picket fence. And I asked the class, how many of you have a best friend? And, of course, all of them raised their hand. And so in the second, in one of the second-story windows, I drew a figure. I said, this is your best friend. Then I went to the other window on the second floor, and I drew flames. And I said, your best friend's house is on fire, but he doesn't know it. What do you do to get, there, get his attention? And so they all started shouting out different answers. Someone said, well, you get a rock and you throw it at the window. Someone else said, call the fire department. Someone else said, get a hose on the side of the house. Get the garden hose. You know, they came up with a long list of different responses. I wrote them all down on the board. And then I said, you know what? This isn't your best friend in this house. This is you. Hmm. And every day you come here, someone's trying to get your attention because your house is on fire and you don't realize it. And it's the same thing what's happening right now to our listening audience. Your house may be on fire and you don't realize it. Mm-hmm. And every time you turn on Christian radio, someone's trying to get your attention. Someone's trying to warn you. Someone's trying to, to throw a rock at your window. Someone's trying to yell fire. You know, it's time to heed these warnings. Your message was so timely and and especially in respect to what's going on in Northern California with these literal fires, um, it makes people stop and think. God's trying to get your attention. He's using the preacher to get your attention. He's using uh, natural disasters to get your attention. You know, there's a, there's a big conversation about stay woke. Have you heard that expression, Doc? Yes, I Stay have. woke, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Wake up, folks. Mm-hmm. Your house is on fire. And Jesus is calling and, and getting you to wake up and repent before you're consumed. So I just wanted to share that story because it seemed oh, like it was a, top. What a beautiful story. Uh, thank you for sharing that. I <clears throat> believe that a lot of people who heard it has been touched out there um, because the tragedies and this life is nothing mm. that can be compared to the tragedy of an eternal hell. That's right. To go there and to be there forever because these fires going to end. It's going to stop here. But that fire, it goes on 
and on Mm -hmm. and on. That's why they call it everlasting. Mm -hmm. I would rather go to heaven and be with him everlasting on an everlasting level than to be in hell on an everlasting level. That's right. I want to hear well done. I don't want to be well done. Amen to that. Amen. That's it. Well, let's get to our callers. I understand Deborah's our number one call tonight. Yes. Deborah, how are you doing this evening? Hello, brothers. How are you doing? I'm hurting as usual, but that's okay. Well, you're God's great. I love your ministry, and I want it to continue. If you will send me envelopes, I will send you at least 2 to $3 to $5 a month if I can. Praise God. We appreciate that. And uh, we need to know about how you are hurting uh, so we can pray for you. Well, you know, I have the spastic muscles, and I have arthritis, and I have the cerebral palsy. And now I have a new problem. Uh, the the uh, cap on my front teeth, the two teeth when I fell years ago, I broke my two front teeth, and a dentist put a, t- t- a cap on it, and now that area is turning black, so they think that the roots are dying there, and they want to pull that tooth, but I don't have any money to put a implant or pulse tooth there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it could be really... Because if it starts to hurt, if there is an infection that sets in somewhere in that in the front of my mouth, that's really going to be painful. Mm-hmm. You know, on top of everything else. Yes. Well, you know, we're we're uh, sorry to hear about what's going on with you, but our hearts go out to you in prayer. And we know that the Lord understands because he went through the greatest suffering so he could uh, sympathize with your hurt and your pain, and he can do that. And so I'm glad that you called to share with us what's going on, and we need to lift you up in prayer right now. And we're going to ask Brother Gary to uh, lift you up, but uh, I would encourage you to uh, look at Second uh, Corinthians chapter 12. Because Paul had that uh, that suffering thorn in his flesh, and it just uh, tormented him day and night. And but he um, found the grace of God. He found strength and power uh, in his weakness. And God can give you that as well in the midst of uh, what you're going through right now. And we're going to pray that uh, the Lord will um, hear your uh, cry financially around. Uh, your needs, your financial needs. And we know that Philippians 4 and 19, he says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. So we're going to trust God to do that in your life as well. So let's ask Gary to pray for you right now. You know, last week my wife and I were watching a program on TV. It was called The Good Doctor. And the doctor, the storyline is he's he's an autistic doctor. And I thought about, you know, some, you know, a lot of times we, we, we want a good doctor, but the Lord is something better than a good doctor. He's, he's the great physician. Mm-hmm. We need more than a good doctor. We need a great physician. And he's never lost a case. And he knows exactly 
how to restore, to heal, to put back together, to mend, to comfort. You know, there is no one has a better bedside manner than Jesus. He knows how to touch us at our point of need. So we're just going to reach out with our prayers. And, and just like the woman that had the issue of blood for so many years, she just knew if she could just reach out and touch the hem of his garment, she would receive healing and life and restoration and and wholeness. So, Lord, we just come before you and we pray that you we just reach out and agree with our prayers to just touch the hem of your your garment, to touch the hem of your of, of the throne, Lord God, to that you would just allow your virtue to flow into Deborah's life, Lord God, that healing virtue, Lord God. We know you're able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ask or think. And we know, Lord God, your word says you are the God of compassion. And, Lord God, you, you care about the needs of your children because you love them so, so much. So, Lord, we just reach out and we pray, Lord God, for mercy upon Deborah. We pray for grace, Lord God, for her life over these issues of health, Lord God, and, and finances. And, and, Lord God, we pray that you would give her peace right now, that her mind wouldn't ups, uh, be obsessed with it but, and not to worry, but rather to take everything to you in prayer, Lord God, because you're faithful even when we're not. You're faithful, Lord God, and we know that you hear us and we know that you love us. We know, Lord God, that you you decided that it was more important for you to die than to spend eternity without Deborah. You tr- you'd rather die than spend eternity without us. That's how much you loved us, Lord God. And so, Lord God, we know that you hear our prayer. We know that you're going to touch Deborah at her point at her place of need, and that you're going to bring. Uh, healing, life, and restoration. You're going to give her the grace that she needs in the midst of all of this, Lord God. So we just thank you in advance. We know that you're able. We know that you can. And we pray, Lord God, have mercy and and do uh, these things in her behalf. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. Deborah, thank you so much for your call. And uh, we're going to continue to lift you up in prayer and um, keep us posted on how you're doing. And uh, we got a minute before the commercial uh, break. But uh, you be encouraged and and keep your armor on and know that we love you and uh, we're here for you if you need us. You know, the, uh, the, the women that, you know, the woman at, in Jericho that trusted God when she took the spies in her home? Mm-hmm. Well... It's kind of like that for me. I have the scarlet cord, which is Jesus' blood from Genesis to Revelation, and I'm holding on to that cord saying, Father, you paid for this. You paid for this. Your precious son paid for this. Amen. And, and I don't mind suffering, Father, but I think you have a better plan. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, thank you for your uh, call, Deborah, and you hang in there. Keep the faith, Brother Gary. And we know that the listening audience was praying right along with us, so we know that many prayers went up. So we just trust in God. So it's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. The number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. 
Don't be shy. Grab the phone. Give us a call. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. <laughs> Welcome back to Contending for the Faith. Wow, that guy was talking pretty fast. I thought I could talk fast. Yeah, but... <laughs> I thought it made me think about you because uh, I know you could uh, go pretty fast too, but uh, almost he'd like put you to shame. Huh? Yeah, I think that was a, an automated thing. <laughs> but anyway, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecture Counselor, Expert on the for the let me probably get a call from uh, somebody uh, that works for KFAX and saying, you know, we need you to do that commercial. Now. Right. <laughs> but our phone lines are open. We want you to give us a call. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Grab that phone. Give us a call. We still have some time left in the broadcast to entertain your questions, your comments. You need prayer. We want to pray with you. And again, we want to just thank you so much for your prayers uh, for our ministry. You know, we've been on the air for over twelve years now, and it's an amazing, amazing thing that God has done um, through this ministry. We hear, we get cards and letters, and we we know you're out there, and you know, we know you're listening, and we know that you're being blessed by this ministry. But now it's time for you to turn around, and be a blessing to us, because it's. It's that ninth hour, and we need you to step up to the plate and hit a home run for contending for the faith. We we need uh, your support right now. It costs us 400 a week to remain on the air, and uh, we are short $300 right now for tonight's program. So that's how critical it is. We need your help. We need you to pray. We need you to open up your hearts, ask God to, to be a blessing to us, and then if God has blessed you to— Financially, we need your help partnering with us uh, in your giving. It is so critical right now that you step up and and uh, partner with us in this in this vital area. There's two ways you can give: send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, PO Box five five three, Tiburon, California nine four nine two zero. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box five five three. Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Just go on to your smartphone, tablet, laptop, desktop, um, and go to contendingfaith.org. Contendingfaith.org. Hit the donate button, and away you go. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. So important right now that, uh, and, and all kidding aside, that we need your help to, to continue to do this ministry God has placed before us. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary, and uh, appreciate that. And let's get to our callers. All right. Cece has been patiently waiting. Cece, how are you doing this evening? How are you guys doing? We are truly blessed, and uh, I trust that you got blessed hearing the Word tonight. Yeah, I mean, yes, yes, I did. I, always, I mean, I always get blessed. I mean, I can go on and on and on. I really, I really enjoyed the message, especially in light of, of what took, you know, like you said, what takes place with, that, with those fires. That was a... Pretty sobering message. Uh, I love it. I, pr- I praise the Lord for you, man. You, you, I mean, you really—he's really giving you a gift, and you're sharing it. And like I said before, I can hear that you really care, and you're not just like some pastors out there who are really knowledgeable. Just try to, you know, show people how much knowledge they got, but you actually break it down and make it more simple. Because I know you're very, very knowledgeable, but you have it to where you know people can understand it. Because some pastors they go over your head, and you're like, okay, well, what did he say? You, I got all these big words coming, but. I can't really understand what's going on. You made it very simple. Like if a child heard it, they can understand it. I appreciate it about you. 
Well, thank you so much. I remember the words of Jesus, and when you mentioned a child, uh, he says, unless you become as one of these little children, uh, in Matthew 18, uh, you will not in, uh, inherit the kingdom, enter, enter the kingdom of God. So um, there's a lot of people that are childish, but we are called to be childlike. So uh, I pray every day that God will keep me in that spirit of a childlike spirit. So appreciate the encouraging words around that. And um, what's on your heart tonight? Um, what's your question? Look, I want to ask you, before you guys get up, too, I want to make sure I got the right address, because I, I, I didn't get it all down last week, um, put, put, uh, continue to put a paper. I want to better send you guys some, and I, I keep I keep messing up on some part. I want to make sure I'm sending it to the right place. So if you guys can uh, fill me in on that again at the end, just give like give, it a, give the address again. I appreciate it. Okay. But we can do that right now. That way the listening audience can get it as well as yourself. We'll have Gary to do that, and he'll do it a a couple of times so you can make sure you get it. Okay. Okay, of course, it's Contending for the Faith. Post Office Box or P.O. Box 553. Tiburon, Tiburon, California, and that's spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Once again, that's Contending for the Faith. Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California. Tiburon is spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Amen. Did you get that? Yes, I got it. Thank you. Now I feel the relief. Now I can know I'm sitting in the right place. Thank you. All right. We look forward to the blessing. Oh, yes. It will come. All right. So what's on your heart tonight? I want to ask you again in uh, Matthew chapter 24 uh, about two particular verses that broke out. If you can, you know, and help me out with a little soundbite message. Okay. Soundbite well, why don't you uh, read those two verses of Scripture? You have your Bible there? Yes, I do. It, it says in uh, verse uh, 12, it says, Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of many will grow cold. And then in verse uh 14, it says, and this, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. If you can uh, help me out on with those verses. Okay. <clears throat> uh, thank you so much for the question. Well, let's deal with verse 12 first. Um, I, I believe that uh, <clears throat> we are dealing with a world... Uh, and this is one of the reasons why I'm doing this series right now on strong delusions, because we have uh, uh, people in our world today who don't have a heart after God, like David. They, uh, there are, There is a small remnant that do, but the majority of people just don't have a heart for God. And uh, because they have rejected him over and over and over again, uh, this strong delusion has caused them to fall victim of uh, this verse here. And uh, it says, because wickedness, iniquity, that's another word for sin, shall abound, which means that sin will grow to the point where uh, people will start to get to the place where they will start to say, 
as sin, what people are doing as far as sin is a right thing. We see that in uh, the homosexual world. We see it with uh, pornography. Uh, we living in a world like uh, I learned in seminary, situation ethics with Joseph Fletcher, where uh, people are doing, uh, calling, uh, doing uh, evil to bring about good. You know, so, and Paul talked about that too, that uh, people will get to a place where they'll do evil and think that when they do evil, they are doing good. So we're living in a world where we find iniquity, uh, crime increasing. We see drugs increasing, alcohol increasing, gambling increasing. We see uh, perverted sex increasing, idolatry, people worshiping everything other than God. And it's it shall abound, which means that it's going to be there and it's going to grow. And that's one of the reasons why Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking and until Jesus came back and God came back and judged them. And this is the same thing here. And and the love of many shall wax cold. That means when you don't have a love for God, you won't have a love for anything else in the right way. So you'll think sin is okay to do. You'll think many of the things of the flesh and of Satan is the right thing to do and of the world. And so because they have rejected the love of God, you know, the love inside them will grow cold towards God and towards humanity. And that's why people are doing so many wicked things and evil things in our world today because they don't have the love of God in their hearts to restrain them, convict them, you know, of what they're doing, the love will grow cold, wax cold, meaning they just won't have no love in their hearts. People today are just uh, raping people. Uh, they, even in the midst of uh, these fires, there's looters going into people's homes. They're uh, burning down, and they are not burned down, but the people have to evacuate, and people have gone into these people's homes to steal while they're gone. The love of many, love of many shall wax cold. We're living in that day and age today. And so, and then he says, and this gospel of the kingdom, verse 14, shall be preached in all the world for the witness unto the all nations, and then shall the end come. Now, uh, the gospel is the Greek word kerygma. It means good news. And there are people today talking about the world is coming to an end soon. Well, I believe it's it's coming to an end. Uh, it doesn't say soon, but it's coming to an end. And this is the test before the end comes. Nobody will hardly talk about this in relationship to the end of the world. But he says the gospel must go into all the ends of the earth, all the ends of the world on a global level. And we see because of the technology today, there's ministries all over the world now ministering to people all over in different languages. 
And this is the reality check that this will uh, be the key thing before the end comes is the, the gospel must go into all the world. And people hardly ever say this when they talk about the end of the world. This is a true sign here. The gospel must go all about. And there are still some places the gospel hasn't gone yet, but it's reaching out there. So hopefully that helps you out. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. And let's get your prayer uh, because we have uh, one more caller. We're going to try to get to that caller before we um, go off the air. Okay, if you could pray for me and my family, Rosalinda, and just pray for me. I've been having something that I've been um, uh, bothering me since I was a kid, and I just want God to just deliver me from it. And um, also just just pray for my family, and then if you could um, lift up um, Eddie Murphy, Tom Cruise, and uh, that young rapper, that young guy, Eminem, and um, then we could pray for these people that's been, uh, you know, uh, with this fire and these hurricanes and all of those things are taking place. Okay. All right. So, Lord, we just thank you for Brother CC. We ask you would help him with whatever this issue is that's been plaguing him since he was a kid. Lord God, that you'd give him uh, once and for all deliverance from it. We pray for his family, his mom, Rosalinda. We lift up Eddie Murphy, Tom Cruise, Eminem. And we just pray, Lord God, that you would just bring people into their lives, Lord God, that would bear witness to the truth of the living and true God, that, Lord God, you would just continue to work on them, Lord God, and we lift up all these folks, Lord God, who have been uh, impacted by these fires, Lord God, that that lost their homes, lost family members, that uh, jobs, and and on and on, Lord God, that you, Lord God, would uh, meet their needs, help them at their time of crisis, and Lord God, we pray that they would turn to Christ in the midst of their crisis. In Jesus' name, Amen. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Brother Gary. Thank you, Brother Cece, for your call. All right. All right. We got somebody named Gary yes, from this San is a Francisco. Di- different Gary <laughs> from you because you're from Sacramento. Yes, but I originally was from San Francisco. <laughs> All right. Gary, how you doing? Well, this is uh, Brother Jerry Reed. Oh, Francisco. Jerry. No, oh. Not to be confused with you, uh, Brother Buckner, because <laughs> we're about Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, how are you this evening? Oh, we are truly blessed, my brother, and it's good to hear uh, from you tonight and we only have about a few minutes here, but let's get to your question, and uh, we'll try to address it the best we can in the limited time we have. Okay. First of all, I'm an easily approachable person in my right where people will just come up and suggest all kinds of ideas to me. I got you all this witnesses flying all at me about, like, I should come to their kingdom hall because I keep telling them I'm with Neighborhood Baptist Church, and I'm standing on it, but I'm listening to them and telling them that, you know, it's great to fellowship with them, but I'm in one Lord, one church, one faith, and I am not to be confused. So my point is I want to just really pray more for boldness to be able to tell them in a subtle way, back off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I'm setting my faith. Right, right. And, and what's your question for us? You have a question that we can help you with, or are you just making yes, a point? My question, my question is, how could I separate both my secular interest in news radio journalism from, uh, like, uh, the Christian spiritual realm of way where people in the secular industry here really don't want to hear about the Christian realm of thing? And I'd like to just be able to just 
let them know I am who I am, but I'm still like just somebody God gave talent to, and that I would really like to start giving and helping people. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do. Oh, okay. yes, yes. Well, um, I hear you. I hear you. So, do you do work in the? Uh, you do secular journalism, just trying to get a better understanding. Is that what you do? Yes, it was like I was educated in Cleveland, Ohio, 35 years ago, and I went to Cleveland State University for two years in radio and news journalism as far as a writer in news, and all of a sudden now out here in San Francisco. Let let me say this, uh, Jerry. Jerry, I'm sorry to to stop you, but let me say this to you, and uh, I believe it's Daniel. Is it Daniel? or? Yep. Yeah, Daniel, I want you guys to call us next week, and we will put you on as a priority. And both of you have a good question, as well as uh, Daniel, uh, what does apologetic mean in relationship to Genesis 6 and 1 to 3? And I've dealt with that a multitude of times, and that's going to be a good question. So uh, bear with us and call us next week uh, right uh, around uh, 7 o'clock, and we'll get you on first. But sorry about that, because I hear the music All and it's right. time to go. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor. You, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Uh, your cards and letters are encouragement to us. So please drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time, when we once again give you the opportunity, ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.